But yeah, I just know that I'm loved by God. I don't have to worry about that part. Like, I think I sometimes I start to get it in my mind. Like, man, you know, does God love this person more than me? Which is absolutely out of the question because God shows no partiality. Or does God hate me to put me with somebody who, you know, would make him question his love for make me question his love for me? And nope, that doesn't cut it either. You know, how how much of You know, where am I with God? How much work needs to be done inside of myself that God feels like this is the mission or the assignment that somehow humbles me enough in order for me to move forward in my faith? That's one of the biggest, heaviest questions, I think, for me. Because it's like, I was really that bad. God really hated my lifestyle and the way that I was doing things that much that, you know, he would place me in this predicament, in this situation, going through everything that I'm going through in order to somehow humble me and transform me. You know, I don't know what I expected to happen in order for me to be transformed, but I knew it was going to be an obvious move by God because where I sat and who he had shown me, I had never even fathomed being, being in that place. Even still, I want to take that back. And I know that's probably part of one of the biggest things that need to be transformed in myself. You know, the humility. Because I don't actually really want to believe that. That, you know, my lifestyle was so horrible that that I deserve this. You know, I don't want to believe that, you know. Especially because God said that I don't deserve this. And that this is not punishment. You know, Satan wants me to believe that I deserve this because he knows that that takes away from the overall lesson learned in the process that it's not that you deserve it. It's not about deserving anything. It's about God's goodness and it's about God's judgment. It's about God, you know, being God. He chooses who he chooses. He raises up who he raises up and he hardens whom he hardens. And it doesn't matter if you deserve it. It doesn't matter if you feel like you deserve it or whether you do deserve it. Because what you deserve, he did not give you. And that is a blessing. That's mercy. That's grace. But I had another vision I want to talk about really quick. So I was in a car with this woman and her daughter. They were white, but... I don't know how much that matters. All I know is I was in a car with them and I felt that I was fighting something, like fighting my thoughts, like I'm fighting somebody talking, like just thoughts and negative thoughts. And, you know, I'm wondering if they think that it's me saying these things or if it is me saying these things. But either way, I still have to keep fighting these thoughts and fighting towards God. So I'm doing that and it is making it like it's really seeming like or feeling like It's me saying these things to them and that they're getting frustrated with me. So I'm fighting to keep from, you know, anything being said to them because then they're going to think that it's me saying it. So 
a few times they said something to me and a few times they were affected, you know, by certain things that were said. And I realized, like, that was upsetting because I never want to... I never want other people to be affected by the storm that I'm in. Like, if I have a a rain cloud over me, I don't want you to get wet. I don't. Like, I'm always trying to do everything in my power to keep the sun shining on you, even if it's not shining on me. It's not like somebody's called me miserable. People are, you know, saying that I'm miserable. But the reality is that when you're miserable, I don't think nobody tells you. You know, or if you're truly miserable, you know, I don't think you anybody would have to say it. You would know it. You know, I'm absolutely not miserable. I am not miserable. I know that they want more and more than everything and anything to somehow make me out to be miserable or lonely or bitter or, you know, the antagonizer, the bully, the you know, negative one, the, you know, the draining one. They want me to be the bad guy. They want more than anything for me to be the bad guy. And I'm not trying to sound like I'm the victim and completely absolve myself of all wrongdoing, saying that I'm never the bad guy in anybody's story. I'm just saying, like, that's what they want more than anything. It's like, if it really were true, then would, would you have to have your hands on it at all times? You know, couldn't you step away and take your hands off of this and let me just be the bad person or, you know, wicked individual that I am, if that were true? If that were true, you wouldn't have to make things look like this. You wouldn't have to monitor it at all times and you wouldn't have to be tampering with different things in order to make it look that way. So I know for a fact that I am not miserable. I'm not bitter. I'm not the antagonizer nor the bully. I'm not the negative one. I'm going places in my life. I'm looking for healing. I'm searching and I am on the right path and you're just an obstacle. I realize that and... I won't let anybody make me feel like it's me. I won't let anybody make me feel like it's me. I've done that my whole life. Allow people to make me feel like it's me. It's always me. It's something I've done. And I'm just looking around like, what did I do? People are really good at that. People are really, really good at that. I don't know why or how they get so good at that, but they are really good at making you look like it was you the whole time. It was never me. I never touched it. I wasn't even there. It must have been you. But I don't want that. I don't want that quality. You know? It seems like it's so easy to learn from that because there's so many people around, you know, with the ability to teach you that and show you that, you know, because it's all you see every day, all day. But... I just wish it was easier to learn the lessons that God was showing me, you know? I wish it was more of an example of that, you know? But it is what it is, you know? I don't want to be good at it, so I'm going to keep fighting it, and I'm going to keep fighting hard for the opposite to, you know, see someone. To 
to help them to realize that it's not your fault when it's not your fault. When it's your fault, I'm going to tell you, you know, here, hey, here's some constructive criticism, not just criticism. If you actually want to hear it, because I don't like that either. When people are forcing their, you know, opinions or, you know, guidance on you. You know, who who's to say, I need your help? Why do you need me to need your help so bad? You know, I'm pretty sure I'd be fine if you never showed up. I'm quite sure, but I'm not going to, you know, spend too much time on that because then that would be questioning God's plan for my life. You're here for a reason. But I just want you to understand that just because you are here for a reason doesn't mean that you are God doesn't mean that you are responsible for the progress that God is responsible for. I think the biggest issue in this entire, you know, thing is that, you know, whoever this is might want to sit where God sits. They might want to be able to judge like God judge. They want to be worshiped like God. They want to have, they want to be, you know, worthy of the praise that God is worthy of, but they are not God. And I think that might be the biggest issue. They want to take all the credit. They want to take all God's credit. And it's so obvious they want God's credit really bad. It's like, listen, I can appreciate you for who and what you are. Even overlooking your many different flaws. But I will never let you take God's place in my life. Because you are not God. Any Everywhere you fall short, he never will. Everything that you cannot do, he can. Everything that you want to be, he is. You cannot take his place in my life. I'm sorry. He, he's amazing. He's wonderful. He's everything. And I will always need him forever. And I don't care what you take me through. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you threaten me with. I don't care even if you threaten to leave me. And you just, the best things ever happened to me, I guess. You know, God's gift to this world, but God's gift. You feel what I'm saying? He made you too. So if anything, you should be, if you feel so big and so great, you shouldn't be challenging or in competition with him. You should be thanking him for making you. Thanking him for giving you everything that you've given that make you feel so phenomenal. You know, and I thought that I... I had a lot to learn the first year where God, when God showed up and God was saying, you know, you need to humble yourself. You think too much of yourself. You know, you need a, you need a spirit of humility. You need to learn how to give God all the credit and stop thinking about you, you, you come out of, come outside of yourself, you know, stop Focusing so much on yourself, thinking you're so much when you're nothing without me. You're just dirt that I breathe life into. And when he used to say that to me, I said, I know that God. I know who you are. I know that I'm not much. I'm just confident in what I am. And God's like, nope, not even that. You got to let go of all of that. You can't even be confident in who you are because, you know, who you are is, you know, it's very simple. You're living a very simple life and you're going about things the wrong way. You're confident in all the wrong things. Everything you should be confident in it should have nothing to do with you, everything to do with God. 
You don't boast or brag on nothing about yourself, but only about God. So it was like, it's like, that was so hard for me to hear the first time because I was like, out of all these people around me who it feels like there's so much they need to learn from that, you know, even that alone. You say that to me, like I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. It felt like God was just bullying me too. Like, I, I know you're in control, so are you actually admitting and saying to me that you are, you know, responsible for everything that people, everything that people do, every everything that they say and how they are acting towards me right now? You're responsible for the bullying and the belittling and the berating, and you're, you're okay with that. Like, you're okay with that, that manner of doing things in order to get your outcome, and I had to realize, I had to learn Yes, absolutely, yes. He absolutely is. God will use all kinds of different things in this world in order to, you know, get the work done that he wants in you. You know, God can penetrate any heart. He's very creative. He's a very creative God. And he will find wonderful, amazing, creative ways to get whatever he wants done. He doesn't have to manipulate your free will. All he has to do is expose the truth inside of yourself. For me, it took, you know, hearing it from other people, I guess. But I don't think that it needed to take happen that way. But who am I to question God? Honestly, I believe that, you know, I already was, you know, I could have never been prepared or ready to hear everything that I'd heard. But I already was willing to, for sure. Otherwise... You know, how would my choices have led me to that place where I, you know, actually experienced this? I was already willing. I just could have never in a million years have been prepared for what I would hear and go through in the process. And I don't think anybody would. Not that I'm trying to take anything away from myself. I don't think anybody would be prepared for this or that. So... You know, it's a process. It's a process, but I love God for it. I love him for it because you know it's necessary for me to transform into the person that I want to be in life, and I couldn't do it without him and I don't know what I would do if I never had the opportunity to be transformed. So I guess I have to accept everything that comes with that. When you want something that's so big and so great, you cannot be, you know, scared or, you know, turned off by the progress and the process that it's going to take to get you there. Because if you just want it and you don't actually want to deserve it or actually want to keep it or maintain it or even belong there with it, then, you know, you don't really have it. You never really had it. But if you get prepared and you are you allow yourself to be prepared properly, then you know that it'll never go away. It'll never be taken away from you. Once you get it, it's yours forever. So that's what I want. You know, I want 
for it to really be mine with my name on it and not just I'm holding it for somebody, you know, a seat filler, a placekeeper, like a placeholder. I don't want to be a placeholder. I want to own it. Like, so I just have to be prepared. I have to go through this. You know, it's, it frustrates me, though, when it feels like I'm the only person doing the work. Everybody else around me is like, oh, we'll have to do the work because you're doing it. And as long as we just, you know, wait for you to crumble underneath the pressure, we'll just get it by default. And that's like so embarrassing and so sad. And it's like, is it worth it? But it is worth it because one thing I have to realize is that I'm not fighting for the blessing. I'm fighting for the better me. So whether I end up with whatever it is or not, I need to be grateful for all the progress and work that's done inside of myself. I really can't be focusing on what everybody else is, is doing or what I'm getting out of it because as long as I'm focused on that, you know, and not really thankful or grateful for the work that's being done inside of myself, then one, I'm not doing the work because that's part of the work. The work is actually wanting the work done inside of yourself, actually appreciating the right things, appreciating what's the real benefit, what you're really gaining from it, knowing what you're really gaining from it and appreciating what's really to be gained. And two, you know, if I don't get it, you know, would that somehow you know, void, would that somehow make every other lesson I've learned and every, you know, step that I've taken towards a better me irrelevant and redundant, like it was a waste of time, like all of this is just wasted, you know, time. And at that point, then I shouldn't even be doing it anyways, because I get there and all the work that I've done was based off of one thing. It's not for me. It's not something that I would be happy with with or without anything and everything else. And the only thing that the only one who can guarantee that that happens is God himself, because with everything else in life, you're probably going to find that you feel that you've wasted a lot of time or that a lot of work may have been put in and it was not worth it. Or whatever it is that you are fighting for, maybe was overrated when you get there. Who knows? Maybe it's not, you know, but it has to be for the right reasons has to be for God because you'll never go wrong with God and it has to be for a better and greater work inside yourself I'm seeing it but anyways this vision I was with this mother and her daughter and we went inside of a pharmacy and they were on a phone and it seemed like they kept trying to ditch me I'm seeing it you know a lot recently in these visions like they like I'm with somebody and it's like they are looking out for me or trying to help me but they keep trying to ditch me and I think it has something to do with me bringing up how I am sort of immune to it or you know not necessarily expecting but just you know prepared for that 
like used to that at this point. Like, oh, it's okay if you leave me or it's okay if you ditch me or abandon me. I'm used to it at this point. I'm used to not really having anybody help me. I'm just glad that, you know, you're helping me at all because, you know, if you just drop off at any second right now, I'm still going to have to deal with it. I remember when people used to do that all the time, I used to feel like, you know, I'm not going to drop off at any time. And I'm glad that you're going to be okay if I do. But, you know, I guess it made me feel some type of way that you expecting that. Like, I'm just really here to help. I don't want to hear that. I don't even want to, you know, talk about that. But obviously it matters to you. So I'm going to be considerate. But it's only so many times you're going to want to hear that, you know. So I think that I'm realizing that. But also at the same time, not to blame myself because it's not me. Even though it is, you know, it's part of the process, you know. I think that everything that I said that I did not want to be, I have to be in order to learn from what it feels like to be in those shoes. But also because, you know, I know what I meant. I know my intent. I know what I'm going through. And I know that this is the process of getting better. So I'm not about to stay hung up on any of you know, the different moods or seasons that I find myself in because of, you know, what I'm going through. I just have to keep working and keep fighting to come out of it. You know, if I stay hung up on this is how I look when I'm doing this, this is how I look when I'm doing that, then I'm missing opportunity and time that I can be spending to come out of that and not be doing that anymore. So that's all. And they did, the the mother and the daughter ended up ditching me. And I was looking around like, wait, where did they go? And I was about to go this way. Then the people were like, they went that way and they were trying to help me. But I was like, I'm not going to chase them because obviously if they ditched me, they was trying to ditch me. I don't want to be a burden on anybody. And I don't want to feel like I am, you know, chasing them down. Why do I feel like I'm chasing them down with something when God, it feels like God is telling me to keep up. God is telling me to, you know... It's okay to be around them. It's okay to be with them. That they want me there. But every time I look up, it switch and it's, it's like, we're trying to get rid of you. So it's like, I don't want to be with you then, you know? Even though at the same time, like, I might be heavy to be in this position as opposed to another one because things get really bad. They get way worse than this. And, of course, this is better than that, so I would rather be here. But I will do what I got to do. You know, I don't want to hang on to you. You don't want me there. You know, so if they're going to ditch me, I'm going to let them like I'm going to let you ditch me. I'm not about to force myself around you. So the next vision was NBA Youngboy and this girl and his his son, Tay Tay. And they were there and they they I don't know. It's like I was in the same plaza or place except for in a different area or part of it like maybe he came and got me I don't know but I wouldn't say he came and got me because I had woke up from that vision after I was ditched there and then I woke up in another vision and that's the vision he was in and we were just going places and walking through parking lots like walking through a whole parking lot and he had gave his son some skates. He had one and his son had the other one. And I remember thinking, ooh, roller skates. I love skates or whatever. 
But, like, I just feel like a lot of the stuff that, you know, a lot of the reactions I had weren't me. Like, I'm I'm constantly fighting this other side or whoever this is that's trying to, you know, make me say and do things that are not myself. I'm constantly fighting this. So, I'm wondering to myself, like, really, they could be trying to ditch that person. But, obviously, it's still ditching me because whoever it is, it's inside of me or a part of me. So, you know, I'm fighting them, too. I want to ditch them, too. I can't be mad if that's really the case, but I'm feeling like they're like, no, it's you, and they're talking to me. But I've seen them, you know, I've seen throughout this progress, like, this person will say something to somebody, and then when they say it back to them, they'll make them, they'll, the person will make them feel like they said it to me so that I get offended. But it doesn't matter because, you know, like I said, life goes on. I still have to, you know, work. I still have to fight. This I can't focus on any one thing when so many different things need to be done. So it needs to be tended to. So all I know is, you know, he had skates and they were skating with one roller skate. And I was like, you don't think that's going to be hard for him, you know, because he was so little to skate with this big roller skate and it's just one. But he was just like, he's a kid. He's just happy to have fun on something with his dad. So they were just doing that. And then he actually, I'm like, but he's not going to be able to actually roll away like the, and get the whole experience of it. So I guess like my heart just wanted him to like have one opportunity to roll away, you know, straight on it, like without falling and like feel and experience that. And he did. But then like he was about to roll into a wall. And I was like, you know. He about to roll into a wall. Look, catch him. And he didn't. Like, he rolled into the wall. And at first, I thought he was going to be really, like, you know, I thought he was going to be hurt. He hit the wall pretty hard. And I've always, like, I've had this in my heart. Like, that thing where when you when you when a kid falls and hurts themselves, they wouldn't say anything and nobody notices. Like they get right back up and keep playing. It's like they never even was hurt. But if you come to them like, Oh, are you okay? Oh my gosh, you're bleeding and do all that big like just, you know, make a big deal out of it. Then they start screaming and they start crazy, going crazy like they're gonna die. So you have to, you know, act like it never happened. Then see how they react. And so I find myself doing that a lot with a lot of people, not just kids. I'm like, I'm just going to act like it never happened and see how you react anyways. And if you react any whatever way you react, that's when I'll deal with it. That's how I'll deal with it. But if I come and I react for you, you're going to, you know, you're going to feed off of that. So I ain't doing anything. I just act like it never happened. But I was so tempted to be like, oh, my gosh, are you OK? Because he hit the wall really hard. I was like, nope, he's OK. And I just got it in my heart, like, he's good. He's going to get right back up like it never happened. And at first, it looked like he was about to start crying. But then he got back up like it never happened. I was like, dodge a bullet. So I don't know how important that is, but I feel like that's like a... It's like a hint. I feel it's a hint. Like, keep doing that. Keep... 
keep believing what you want it to be. Keep believing, you know, in the right direction. And with God's help and guidance, because you can't just believe what you want it to be and it always be the right choice. Sometimes you don't know any better. Sometimes you are not, you know, believing in the right things. But if you keep believing in the right direction with God's guidance and believing what you want it to be, eventually it will be that. So people say speaking into the atmosphere, don't speak no negativity, only positivity, and it will be so. I believe it, but I never believed it on that level where I was like, you know, that's nonsense. So I just say, oh, I have a million dollars and I have it. No, I still got to go out and get it. I still got to go out and work for it. But I can, you know, reword that. I can have a million dollars and I believe it. And then, yes, I can have it. So it does obviously take some logic, like, but even though God is showing me that he can defy all logic, all odds, like it, it almost don't, you don't almost even have it, have to have it that way. But just letting God guide me in the areas where I lack and areas where I feel like I'm not a hundred percent sure on what to do or how to do it or how to get it done. Letting him fill in the gaps for me. And then learning in the process from my mistakes, things that don't work out. It's not always going to be a, a success. It's, you're going to have to fail. So that showed me that. But then we were like climbing over walls. And it was like running and stuff. And then they were like climbing over walls. And he kept getting his son and stuff. And then he kept like trying to ditch me too. And I was like, you know, why are you trying to ditch me? You know, if you're just trying to ditch me, then I'll just go do something else. But something kept happening where it's like I kept getting him to make sure I was good too and not ditch me. And I think that it was his son, Tay-Tay, who kept saying, no, I don't want to leave her. I don't want to leave her. So... I didn't realize that that's what was happening. That's how things were going. But I realized it. And I said to myself, I don't want to do that. I don't want to manipulate people. I'm manipulating people. Like, something needs got to happen. Something got to happen. Like, where this whole, a lot of this time, these different things have been happening. I've been doing things and maneuvering in a certain manner in order to survive. In order to be able to, you know, make it another day. Because this is tough and this is very hard. I remember at one point, I was just doing everything I can to trust God. And things did look a lot differently. So I've been suspicious of a few things for a while. But it almost like I have no choice. And God truly does understand, even though he's doing everything. He's always trying to guide me and show me, like, this is this and this is that. You got to start listening. You got to start trying to make efforts towards coming out of that behavior, coming out of that way of doing things. And I am. So as long as I'm making efforts towards doing that, it's fine. I just sometimes I do know that I should work harder. But, you know, like I said, at this point, I'm just really trying to survive. Things are very hard and I'm not trying to make excuses. It's just this is a process. This is what it looks like now. You know, a year ago, it didn't even look like this. So I can have, you know, I could take solace and comfort in the fact that it's great. It's going to be okay. But 
so they climbed over this wall and I was like climbing over the walls with them. I got over like the first two walls and then the third wall or whatever, second or third wall. I got there and I was like, how are y'all doing this? Where are y'all going? And then the people around me was like, you know, I'm like, is there another way? Can I go down the staircase? Like, why do I have to climb over this wall? And it was like, oh, no, you can't go down the staircase because if you go down the staircase, it's just going to lead you. It's not going to lead you over there to this. They was like, that's such and such station or something like that. And I guess like a road. And it was like, so if you climb over the wall, you're going to end up over there. But if you go down the stairs, you're not going to end up over there. That's not how this is set up. That's not how they like community is set up. And I'm like, what? This is crazy how so real it seems. It seems so real because I think it is. And that's crazy how we're able to like transport through cities and climb over walls that like scaling walls that we wouldn't otherwise be able to do. It's like flying and all kinds of stuff. And this is real. So, you know, I wonder, like, what am I? Who am I that I can do this? You know, but I have to believe it first. And I guess I have to really, like, use my power in order to do it. But I don't be wanting to use my power for things that are not for God. You know, if it's not for God, I don't really want to use my power. Like, what? You know, I'm trying to keep up with y'all, but where are we going? What are we doing? Is this, you know, for God? Am I on assignment for God? Is if is is does God want me to keep up with you? And the thing is, I have to assume that because God has me here and it's not by my choice, like I don't pick and choose the places I end up, I just end up there. You know, and because God has me here, then obviously it's what God wants, so I use that. But like I said, I'm fighting something, I'm being fought on something all the time. So a lot of times I am having to fight, get, lose some, get some back, fight, lose some, get some back in order to use my power in order to get through things. So I wound up getting to this wall and they got over and I couldn't get over there fast enough because I didn't have enough power to do it. And then I took the staircase and I think it was fear. It was also fear because when I got to the wall and I was about to climb over, it was like six or seven feet up. And then that's when, you know, I realized it was another wall. They had already made it over. And then another wall, and it was just getting higher and higher and higher. And I was just like, I'm supposed to keep climbing over these walls like this. I can barely get over the first few. I'm not going to make it. So I tried to take the staircase, and I, lo and behold, just like they said, I ended up down at the bottom. And there was like, and it was this whole different, like, environment. And I was like, how do I get to such and such? And it was like, you can't get to such and such from here. You can't get to such and such through the staircase. And they kept saying, and they kept saying, like, why aren't you listening? Huh? You can't get to such and such through the such and such. And I'm like, but I just saw it. <laughs> but obviously, I don't know the city. So wherever city this is, it actually was pretty. It was a beautiful city, but it probably was like New Orleans or something. Probably was somewhere in Louisiana, maybe. Or maybe Phoenix or maybe Seattle. That's what it looked like. It looked like Seattle. But all I know is, you know, I ended up at this at the at this place where 
at the bottom where they said I would be at, where you can't get through. There's no out. So I'm like, dang, so what do I do? I'm stuck. And this guy, he walked up, and he was like, all in my face. And he was like, rude to me. And I was like, why? What, what did that just happen for? I don't know. But all I know is I was like, I woke up from that. And that was that vision. But I guess I'm learning now that this is how things are working. And this is how, you know, this is what you're capable of doing. I think that we have certain powers. I think that NBA Youngboy had the power to put fear in my heart. Made me feel like I couldn't do it and, you know, slow me down and control people. We was doing all kinds of stuff, but I probably had the power to, like, change people's mind and make his son like me, of course. And obviously I helped him to escape, make him feel like he can do it. And... Um, I guess maybe make people feel like they need me, but I don't believe in that part because I don't, nobody really ever acts like they need me, but, you know, I guess I could. Nah, I don't think I'm manipulating anybody. I think that it's really God. I think that what I'm doing is I'm reasoning with them. I'm saying to them, I believe in you. Like, you can do this. Or... I can do this. I know I can do this. I'm just believing in myself. And it's just the belief that's making it possible. So I think that's more truth than anything. But um, other than that, like, I'm still trying to figure out what is really the real purpose of these visions and what, what God is really trying to show me. Like, maybe he's just trying to help me get along and figure out what's really going on. I've been asking for a while how things are working, but I don't want to settle on that because I realize that... Excuse me. Whoever I'm fighting, the only time, you know, that they ever want me to know what's going on or what it is or find out any more information is when they feel like they can leave me behind and keep me from getting to a level that I'm supposed to be at. To keep me from something. So, it's like somehow beneficial for them. Like they get to keep it there for themselves or something. So, no, I have to keep fighting. And so, all this information is really like, I can see what I can do with it. But I'm really, it's not set in stone. It's not permanent. I'm not holding on to it really tight because I have to let it go if it comes time to do whatever God is says that I have to do. I think they want me to get really attached to certain things but not ever have certain things that I can actually keep forever. So, or that will be useful to this fight with God. So, I see that and I'm, I'm, I'm definitely struggling and suffering through this, but... You know, it's also an amazing experience. And I noticed that even when I'm taking things for granted, like, wait, did you just try to ditch me? 
And you just try to convince me I couldn't scale a wall. What happened if I fell off there or something? And all this other stuff. And I'm feeling like, you know, these people aren't great people to be around if they do stuff like that. And then I'm finding that a lot of people around me are like, oh, my gosh, what else happened? And you did what? That's amazing. It's not just always the people. It's the experiences, too. So it's like when you think your life is something or nothing, you would you'd be surprised how somebody would react or respond to the different experiences you're going through and what you have to deal with there in life. All the amazing things that, you know, you have to deal with on a daily basis. You get exhausted. You get tired. You're like, oh, I wish this wasn't, I didn't have to go through all of this. And somebody else is like, wow, that's wonderful. That would be, you know, they, they'd be extremely happy to be in your shoes. So I'm trying to embrace it like they do, you know, even though I feel that if they ever were in my shoes, they would feel differently. But you never know. Maybe they won't, you know, because there's somebody whose shoes that, you know, I want to be in and or would appreciate being in. And they probably think, oh, if you were in my shoes, you feel differently. And I get in their shoes. I'm like, no, I don't. That's exactly what I wanted. So you never know. Obviously, maybe somebody is in my shoes right now or the shoes I want to be in right now where everything works out. I'm completely transformed in God, 100% obedient and righteous. And I don't have this issue, you know, anymore. I don't have anybody trying to stop me. Satan is no longer has any power over me. And I'm good forever. If somebody's in those shoes right now, it's possible. That's exactly where I want to be forever. I think I'll be happy when I get there. So I can't say that I feel differently in their shoes because I think that's what I want. That's what I'm fighting so hard for. So that's the same thing for somebody else in my shoes, you know. I just have to be appreciated, appreciative and maybe at least try to use the thought of how they would appreciate being in my shoes so that I can appreciate my own. And it's very frustrating. It's It's tedious. It's very tedious. A lot of times, heartbreaking. And it's so much pressure. But it'll, it'll work out. It'll work out. Like I said, somebody somewhere thinks this is amazing. <laughs> but when I think about it in the, like, from a real perspective, I'm like, and they're dumb. But they're not they're not dumb you know everybody has appreciation for different things i just try and use whatever perspective that they have to make my experience just a little bit more you know a little less burdensome and complain a lot less i don't want to keep complaining to god about everything he's doing in my life right now how could i complain from everything he's brought me through and everything he's doing when at one point I was not doing anything like this. And it's not that I want to say that this is just everything or that it's nothing. I'm just very grateful that God is doing anything at all for me. So trying to embrace that. It's funny because this individual is the same individual that told me, like, you're normal. And I'm like... So normal is not so normal then. And I think that's more heartbreaking than being normal, finding out you're normal. 
works. Like, so a lot of people aren't. That really makes me not normal or what is normal. But whatever. I don't want to talk about that. That's confusing and it's frustrating. But I just know that, you know, I have work to do. And as long as I'm working on me, I will never not have work to do. Like, even when I'm where I'm supposed to be in God, I'll still be having work to do in myself to be better. Because you can always be better. Even when you're the best, you can always be better. So, I'll never not have work to do. And that feels great. I love the thought of that. I love the thought of never not being busy with something. Work in my, inside of myself. You know, I do want to be able to relax and enjoy my hard work. And I think that that's why I'm getting to the point of I'm getting exhausted. I'm I'm really longing for those relaxing days where I can actually sit back and not have to worry about nothing for a while. And I'm good. But also, you know, appreciating, you know, that I always have work to do. So I will never feel empty or useless or bored again. You know, as long as I focus on God and do whatever it is that he has for me, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. But never say never. 